0: You're listening to Ithaca Now, WICB's weekly news program focused on stories in the Ithaca community. I'm your host, Beck Legato, and thank you for joining us. On tonight's show, we're going to be hearing from myself as I speak with the president of the Planned Parenthood Generation Action Chapter on Ithaca College's campus to learn more about their organization. Planned Parenthood Generation Action is an organization designed to collaborate with the Planned Parenthood of the local area and disseminate the stigmas that surround sex education and practicing safe sex. I talked to Riley Shingler to learn more about the organization and how they plan to operate in this new post-Roe v. Wade era. On July 6th of this year, Ithaca was officially declared a sanctuary town for reproductive health care and abortions in response to the overturning of the historic Roe v. Wade. With a women's right to an abortion left to the decision of politicians, the Ithaca Common Council created and passed a bill that would assure abortions and reproductive health care to continue in the Ithaca area, labeling Ithaca a sanctuary town and assuring safe health care without the fear of any legal retribution. Multiple organizations and clubs in the local area have and continue now to operate to promote safe sex and abortion rights and resources for women and individuals with the ability to give birth. One of these organizations includes Ithaca College's Planned Parenthood Generation Action, a countrywide college group that brings together young activists who advocate for reproductive freedom, as well as raising awareness, educating people about sexual health and hosting events for students on campus to bring people together. This is the second part in a multi-part series to highlight the members of the Ithaca community that help provide abortion or reproductive health care, as well as the people who created the legislation to protect the reproductive rights of women. So to start, how would you describe um, Planned Parenthood Generation Action? And what do you think is their role on campus in your own words?
1: Yeah. So we're kind of like a college level offshoot of Planned Parenthood. So we work closely with the Planned Parenthood of Greater New York um, and with other college like PPGA associations in, um, in the area. So we partner with Cornell's Planned Parenthood, Binghamton's Planned Parenthood um, and do different like larger events. Um, on campus, we work to do, to kind of spread awareness about um, Contemporary issues. We did a whole fundraiser this past semester for the Transgender Education Network of Texas. Um, We also table on Fridays and give out contraceptives and information about um, lots of safe sex kind of stuff um, just to like the greater community uh, completely like free of charge just to make sure that everybody is safe and educated.
0: That was Riley Shingler, the president of the Planned Parenthood Generation Action, or PPGA for short, chapter here on campus. With a middle person to act as a communicator between the two, their organization is able to directly collaborate with the Planned Parenthood chapter of the Greater New York area.
1: We have um, kind of like a liaison from the Planned Parenthood of Greater New York, greater New York who works like strictly with us um, and a couple of other like uh PPGAs at other colleges um but he's his name is Colin he's wonderful we have meetings with him once every couple weeks um and he basically just asks like how can I best support you so for the big event that we had this past semester um he actually was able to get us like $250 worth of merch that we could give out as prizes um through the event which was really really cool um They're just kind of there to serve as like a resource in case, like for any of this kind of like bigger question, bigger picture stuff that we might not necessarily have an answer for.
0: As well as working with the Planned Parenthood of the local area, PPGA also is able to host multiple different events on campus to promote and educate students about reproductive health and options for individuals.
1: So we've uh, so we actually had an event this past semester called the Let's Talk About Sex Party, where um, it was basically just. We had um, like premium blend came in and performed. We had um, presentations from our Gen Body members about uh, things like contraceptives, the importance of consent, Denim Day, those kind of things. Uh, we also had a raffle where we are giving out prizes for coming, um, just kind of like a way to you know encourage people to come and talk about these like important issues on campus. We give out information about um, the Tompkins County Advocacy Center, as well as uh, we had like um, a Kahoot with like just sex ed kind of trivia um, and pretty high attendance. We had a bake sale as well. um, So it was honestly very good turnout for event we kind of planned last minute, um, but it was a lot of fun and we got pretty good turnout, got a bunch of signups, which is always fantastic. Um, yeah, so that was kind of like our last like, big event we did this past semester.
0: PPGA focused a lot on collaboration between multiple student organizations for their larger events in order to encourage more people to attend. One of these student organizations, Premium Blend, as mentioned earlier, is an acapella group that performed at PPGA's last large event. Shingler continued to speak on their transition through the different executive roles on the board, noting that Planned Parenthood wasn't really a part of their high school education.
1: Yeah, um, I literally didn't know that like that PPGA was a thing during like any of my time at high school. because like conservative kind of area where, you know, like I knew Planned Parenthood existed, but I didn't really know that much about it. And I had no clue that it was something that I could like be a part of in college. Um but I went to a student organization fair my very first week and uh, somebody from PPGA was tabling. And I signed up, started coming to the meetings um, and very quickly was like, this is something that I wanna be involved in. Um, so we kind of had like like a chairperson kind of position that opened up in the spring semester and I did that. Um, then we got, went online because of COVID. Uh, and I knew that still like, even with everything that was happening, I still wanted to be involved. Um, with PPGA, even if, even if everything was completely virtual. Um, so I was the outreach coordinator. There wasn't really a lot of outreach to do, honestly. There wasn't a lot of events that we were able to plan um, during during COVID on, in our virtual virtual semesters. Um, but I was still like a big part of the board. And I was still able to like, make decisions, do all that kind of fun stuff. Um, then I actually took a leave of absence for some personal reasons and then I kind of came back in full force uh, last fall semester. Um, it didn't really matter to me what position I had on the eboard, I just knew that it was something that I really wanted to do because this club and the people that I've met and the cause obviously mean a lot to me. Um, even though I'm not a very mathematically inclined person, I was a treasurer, I did what I had to do. Um, and then yeah, I'm like the only like returning senior who's done it for as long as I have. Um, And I have, you know, I'm more than willing to step up and take on the position of president and just kind of like lead the club. And I've got some hopefully exciting things planned for this year. I'm already working with my my new e-board to kind of figure things out and um, see what we want to do. But we're definitely planning on kind of being back at it again uh, this upcoming year. And it's been amazing to kind of grow with this club and watch um, all these changes happen through all my, my different positions.
0: More focused on like your meetings themselves, how would you describe the structure of the meetings that you typically have?
1: Yeah, so we love our fun little icebreakers in PPGA. Uh, we, that's most of our e meetings are spent like, okay, what's the icebreaker gonna be for this week's meeting? Um, so we always have a fun icebreaker, um, everyone goes around, around the room, introduces themselves, answers the icebreaker, and then we kind of delve in to, um, we talk a lot about current events, obviously, because there's a lot that has been happening the past several years with reproduction, uh, reproductive rights and those sort of things. Um, we usually kind of create a space where gen body members can just talk about, like, what their Interest like what they're concerned about in the news, what they wanna hear about. Um, So we always kind of create like a space where people can just rant and vent because a lot of the times the news that we're hearing about reproductive rights is not fantastic, um, especially in in recent times. So it's been, so we just kind of make time for people to talk about whatever they need to talk about with that. and oftentimes we'll have uh, sometimes we'll have presentations from our Gen Body members uh, where they just talk about what they what they're interested in hearing about. Um, so we've had topics on everything from the female orgasm to the importance of consent to different types of contraceptives, um, lots of different options, just stuff that you know our Gen Body members want to learn about, and they go out and do the research and get a chance to actually present to our group, which is really cool. Um, Other times we'll kind of plan for uh, tabling um, because we do that usually every couple weeks on Fridays um, and people will talk about the theme that they wanna see for that week, what what we wanna do with that, if we wanna make it be like a fundraiser, those sort of things. Um, We do leave a lot of like space and flexibility in the schedule so that we can kind of address things as they come up because like I mentioned, there is a lot of uncertainty in the news and with this whole topic. Um, So we always try to leave a lot of flexibility so that people can make sure that their voice is heard somewhere on campus, because it's a a really important thing to talk about. So yeah, that's a pretty typical meeting for us.
0: When speaking on the recent overturning of Roe v. Wade, Shingling described this feeling of being numb and the fear surrounding the news
1: as soon as I heard the news, I still don't think that I've completely processed processed it personally, just because it's such a scary thought. And, you know, living currently for college in a blue state, like, I know that it's a very privileged position to be in. Um, but I'm originally from Pennsylvania, which is purple at best. Um, so this thought, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a very terrifying thought that I genuinely don't think that I've entirely, like, come to terms with um and of course like I had like all my people my PPGA uh my PPGA people like reaching out to me being like how are you and I'm like let's not let's not talk about it (laughs) let's talk about anything else um it's definitely you know it was definitely hard to kind of balance like being there for my like my board who was looking up to me while also like being like, I can't talk about this right now. So it was definitely like a very emotionally overwhelming day. Um, something that I'm trying to like slowly come to terms with, even though you know I don't want to. Nobody really wants to. But yeah, so it's it's definitely very emotional and anger-inducing and annoying and pretty much any other negative adjective we can think of.
0: It's great to see there that other members of PBGA are almost acting as like a support system.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, like we have a relatively large board for this upcoming year and like I have a group chat with all of them and they were all texting and we're like, listen, I'm here if you need to talk to me. I'm here if you need to talk to me. I'm here if you need to talk to me. Just like it, just an overwhelming amount of support. So it's incredibly nice to have those people that I can kind of like lean back on and have support me. Yeah. Even in times as
0: difficult as these. Absolutely. Um, In other news, I know uh, one of your big projects on campus included making contraceptives more widely available on campus. And again, in this new era post Roe v. Wade, what event plans, can you give me like a little like inside scoop do you have planned for the future?
1: Yeah, so I think that we'll definitely um, keep doing the tabling where we're giving out the free contraceptives um, at least a few times a month. Um, We're trying to keep that pretty regular. Um, Probably some other smaller events as well. We might be doing our Let's Talk About Sex Party again. Um, And then actually you're the first person outside of PPGA who has heard about this. You're really getting the inside scoop. I'm trying to plan a big like gala type fundraiser event. It'll be like like a fundraiser kind of thing to raise money for Planned Parenthood uh, Planned Parenthood and like other like abortion networks throughout the country. Um, but we will hopefully be having that either late fall or early spring semester, um, just as a fundraiser event. You know, because there's a lot going on in the news, and we want to you know support the best that we can here on on campus.
0: PPGA has also helped out with other organizational events like the Sex Fest, which was an event hosted by Ithaca College's Residence Hall Association.
1: And PPGA came and like we had a table at that where some of our Gen Body members were just like giving out know, contraceptives, that sort of thing.
0: I know um, this past semester, PPGA also held a bake sale for trans youth. Um, how do you plan to continue to support LGBTQ plus uh, individuals in the future?
1: Yeah. So we held this. Uh, so this bake sale that we did um, was during one of our tabling events. And it was, uh, I think, I believe we just did it as like a pay by donation kind of thing. Um, so people were able to buy whatever baked goods they wanted, donate as, as however much money they wanted. Um, I believe we ended up making. Two hundred and eighty dollars to donate to the Transgender Education Network of Texas, which was like astounding. um We had people that were donating like twenty five, like forty dollars, and which was like just made me, just made my little heart so happy. Um, I think that very deeply, the rights of people with uteruses and the rights of LGBT people are just completely intertwined on a lot of different levels. Um, we do talk a lot with PPJ about, you know different things like how queer sex ed is never taught in schools and how um like stigmatized like oftentimes things like the female orgasm are because of the patriarchy, and like all these like different kinds of um very interconnected issues um so i think i think we'll just be doing things to raise awareness um for different like queer issues uh within our community and also kind of like we understand that we are not the the queer experts on campus, we do have other, there are other organizations like Prism and Spectrum that are more strictly dedicated to um, queer people on campus. Um, So if people just kind of directing people their way, if that's something they really want, but we are most certainly, most definitely a very welcome space for queer people, um, just because everything is so tied together on so many levels.
0: This big sale that PPGA held last semester was in raising money for the Transgender Education Network in Texas. Schengler expanded on why they chose this particular organization to raise money for.
1: So we chose um, something Texas-based because obviously it is a very, very red state. Um, and I think that people forget and kind of, kind of write red states off as, you know, they're unsalvageable. Well, completely forgetting that... To- one, living in a blue state does not make you better or cooler or more woke. And two, there are still so many disadvantaged, disadvantaged people living in red states that need support that are extremely lacking it. Um, so we chose Texas specifically because um, Governor uh, Greg Abbott has said a lot of awful things about trans youth, especially, and has compared like gender reassignment surgery to like molestation. So, um, we chose the Transgender Education Network of Texas, um, because they're dedicated to furthering gender diverse equality in Texas, um, through education and networking, um, and they really, like, they strive to halt discrimination through social, legislative, and corporate, uh, corporate education. Um, so they're really just focused on t- getting the word out in Texas, because, Oftentimes I've found that the biggest reason for, we'll call it, you know, ignorance is just, for bigotry is ignorance and people just don't know. And sometimes, you know, as much as it sucks to have to be the one educating people about these kinds of things, we do have to just tell people what a transgender person is to further the rights of trans people.
0: At the time of this interview, Kansas had just voted no to a state constitutional amendment that would have revoked the right to an abortion in the state. Shingler commented that it was a pleasant surprise, especially coming from a traditionally red voting state.
1: You know, I think that, like I said, people have a lot of misconceptions, have a lot of conception of red states that simply aren't true. Um, and I will not in any way exclude myself from that. I do not think I'm better, I promise. Um... um but i was very pleasantly surprised because you know it's a you know the midwest other than states with like huge cities like like illinois with chicago are you know thought of as very red very republican just because they're so rural and there's a lack of education um so something i was very like pleasantly surprised to hear obviously it's fantastic news and you know, I believe in protecting abortion everywhere. It's kind of what comes along with the the position title, you know, but, um, yeah, I was ecstatic to hear about that.
0: How do you plan to continue to educate about abortion resources and, um, availability to women in this new climate?
1: Yeah. So, we will always have our gen body meetings that are open to anyone in the campus community. We are still working on figuring out a time and date, day of the week and a time for that for this upcoming semester. Um, But as soon as we do, that'll be on our Instagram, it'll be on pretty much all of our our social media. Um, So that's definitely, we will be talking a lot within these events, uh, within our weekly meetings about ways to best support Because, especially because like I said earlier, like we are very privileged, excuse me, very privileged living in New York, which is a blue state and having our, the abortion rights protected here. Um, And it's very easy to kind of get lost inside of that bubble and not be able to, you know, see that it's not the case everywhere. And just speaking in our meetings to raise awareness about these these problems that we have going on. And also hopefully this large uh, fundraiser gala that we'll be doing at some point this year um, will also be an opportunity for people to learn more about the struggles that, you know, that people are facing everywhere involving this. so I think those are kind of the main ways we will obviously keep our presence on campus and online uh, very much up to date. We, we certainly love to love to talk about ourselves. I will always plug PPGA anywhere and everywhere. Um, but yeah, so mostly gen body meetings, hopefully this large fundraiser event. Um, also probably some during our like bi-weekly tabling as well. But those are kind of the main ways I think we're going to be keeping everybody informed to the best of our ability so
0: yeah I would also like to add I think Ithaca in general is a great place to be because we've been named by I believe Planned Parenthood themselves uh that Ithaca is now this sanctuary city for abortion rights
1: yeah um I think that was voted on by like some council member like town council or something like that that abortion is officially like a safe haven haven for it like Ithaca is officially a safe haven for abortion so
0: If you have not listened to the first part of this series, I talked to our town councilman who was the masthead in labeling Ithaca a sanctuary town. Shingler wrapped up our conversation talking about how PPGA acts as a safe haven for honest conversations about safe sex.
1: These are issues that affect everyone regardless of, you know, gender identity, your biological sex, your um, sexual orientation, anything, your race, your class, anything. These are issues that deeply affect all of us, and we just seek to kind of make PPGA a space where everyone can come and learn, regardless of background, regardless of um, gender, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of race, class, any of those things. Um, so even if you don't come to PPGA, this is something every I believe everyone should be watching and paying attention to in the news. I know that it is very easy in these these modern times, these uh, unprecedented times we're living in right now to just kind of stick your head in the sand and get overwhelmed by everything that's happening. Um, but abortion rights and reproductive rights in general are something that we all need to keep an eye on and keep ourselves informed on.
0: For more information about PPGA, you can check them out on Instagram at IC underscore And you can also find their link tree in their Instagram bio. For WICB News, I'm Buck Legato. That is all for tonight's edition of Ith Now. You can listen to all of our stories on WICB.org. And if you'd like to h- listen to past shows, follow WICB on SoundCloud and subscribe to Ithaca Now to hear the show anywhere, anytime. Also subscribe to the latest to hear our daily newscast every weekday. Just search WICB News Presents on your favorite podcast app. For more updates throughout the week, follow WICB News on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This show wouldn't happen without the support and assistance from manager of television and radio operations, Jeremy Menard, WICB station manager, Connor Hibbard, and programming director, Harrison Kona. Thank you. Ithaca Now is produced by myself, news director, Beth Lugato, with assistance from our news managing director, our news production director, and social media and web coordinators. All of the music from our show's intro and outro comes from Dr. Dundiff of Louisville, Kentucky. Have any feedback, story ideas, just want to say hi, feel free to reach out by emailing news at WICB.org. We will be back with a full episode of Ithaca Now at 7 p.m. next Sunday. Have a great night, folks.